See, sometimes children of y'all, the stress blinds us so much that we don't see, you know, we don't realize the obvious solution in the stress, which lies in our dominion. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Yabby Vice Podcast. My name is Shaq. You know, it's been a while since I've been on the mic. You know, I've been taking care of some things in the background. You know, life got a little bit hectic, but nonetheless, I'm here with you all. And I have a beautiful word to share with you guys. Amen. And today's episode is going to be called Managing Stress. And so funny story. I had already recorded this episode in the car. And when I took the SD card out, it slipped in between the gear shift of the car, like into the little cracks, basically into the innards of the car. So what I had to do was I had to take out the whole center console of the car to get the SD card. And then funny story that took maybe about 30 to 35 minutes to get it back. And check this out, guys. Funny story. Funny story. Once I got it back and I put the SD card into my computer, it said that the file was corrupted. So I lost that episode. And plus, I'm a little bit under time constraints. So nonetheless, I think, you know, this was a perfect example of how, you know, managing stress through the spiritual is so much more important and the main important thing is to stay calm amen but before i get too much into it i want to say a quick word father god in your mighty and holy name i plead the blood of jesus over this episode give me the words i need to speak fill the spirit fill this vessel with your spirit father god give us the daily bread fill this microphone with, with your spirit i plead the blood of jesus over my listeners father god Fill us all with the spirit. Give us the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that we need to take on the day and to take on the rest of the days leading into our own trials and tribulations until the day you return, Father God. Until the day you take back what was rightfully yours. May this message serve as revelation. May this message serve as breakthrough. May this message serve as a signal to a new beginning. Father God, let your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of John and Philippians. I'm going to be reading from John 14, 27 and Philippians 4 to 6. In the name of the word reads, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Jumping to Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Father God, in your mighty holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this message. Allow your power to flow through me, Father God. Allow me to do your will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, Father God. Allow everyone who's within the sound of my voice to receive this message. 
Receive your spirit, receive your revelation and power and breakthrough. And receive the know-how to advance your kingdom and advance your will and redeem the time and to understand your will. Have this message be filled with your spirit, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, going into it, guys, managing stress. Children of Yah, stress comes first of all. You know, stress is a natural part of who we are. And I'm going to get all scientific on you guys, if you don't mind real quick. The human body has two types of stress. There's eustress and distress. Now, the eustress is the good stress. The stress you experience when you work out or do something exhilarating, the rewarding stress. The distress is the bad stress. The stress we face when a bill needs to be paid or we lose our jobs or we go through a divorce or experience a death in the family or a breakup. Or when we're faced in a situation that we have no control over and we just worry, worry, worry. That's the bad stress. And when the human body, children of y'all, faces stress, it releases cortisol into the bloodstream to deal with the stressor. And during that time, the T cells, that's what they're called, the T cells, they stop feeding the energy to your immune system. And then your immune system shuts down until the threat is eliminated. The immune system shuts down until the threat is eliminated. So that leads to an uncontrollable amount of growth in the cells that can, you know, that prolonged shutdown, it can lead to uh, adverse health conditions such as weight gain, breakouts, high risk of cancer cells, um, and other kinds of disease, diseases and the like. And so children of Yah, we got, we have to get very knowledgeable in how we deal with the stress. Now, I know that there are all sorts of natural ways to deal with stress, but children, I'm going to expose to you the spiritual way. We all know about the remedies. We all know about yoga. We all know about med meditation. We all know about therapy and, and, and all these natural ways. But the way most people don't consider is the way through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get it. I'm going to get into that later on. I'm going to get into that in this live. I mean, not live uh, episode, but nonetheless, I'm going to expose to you. I'm going to show you a spiritual way of how you can better manage your stress. Psalms 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And children, y'all, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to share my story. So when my whole world came crashing down in the years of 2018 and 2019, and I almost lost everything, you know, I had to get really, really good at managing the stress in a way that was much different from my past, where I would meditate or I would go to the gym or I would do something stress relieving. And at the time, I only had maybe 10 or $20 to my name and I had to make it stretch and I had to make it last a week, two weeks, sometimes three weeks at a time. And I didn't have a car either. You know, I lost just to put it in proper perspective. I lost my job, my car, my income, my ex, 
girlfriend at the time and my relationship with my mentor all within the same week in the early month of January of 2018. And my whole world just came falling apart. And I, you know, I woke up some days and I'm going to be real with you guys. You know, sometimes it was hard to breathe. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm waking up crying. I'm just like, I have no idea how I'm going to get through just one day. I Like, this is what the rest of my life is going to be like. I can't even get through five minutes, let alone one day. How am I going to do this? And see, a lot of us, we're so caught up in handling the next biggest thing in our lives that we don't realize that God is using the hard times just to let us know that we are not in control of anything. And children of y'all, once you come to that fact, ironically, life gets much easier because you acknowledge his presence everywhere in your life and in your situations. And when you come to that fact, children of Yah, you realize that God has blessed you more than you realize. The fact that you still have your life, you know, you still have a chance to repent and sacrifice for the Lord. You still have your mouth. You still have your limbs, your arms, your legs. They're perfectly good. They're perfectly moving. And you still have your heart and your lungs, which beat and breathe life into your body that God has ordained to serve him. And in all likelihood, with all that being said, you have something that the Lord has given you to build off of. See, sometimes children of y'all, the stress blinds us so much that we don't see, you know, we don't realize the obvious solution in the stress, which lies in our dominion. Job 22, 28 says you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Children of Yah, this is the power of our priesthood. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat all its fruits. Your words will either kill you or they will serve you. They will destroy you or they will deliver you. Choose your words very, very carefully. If God could speak the whole world into existence, if he could speak the whole world into existence and you were created in the image and likeness of God, what does that make you? If you're his children, we're his children. We are children of the most high God. We are children of Yah. And so when we have his spirit, he has given us the dominion through our words and through our worship and through our knowledge of his presence to overcome the stressful situations, children of Yah. And see, we either, here's the thing, we either don't learn to speak life in our situation or we don't want to. Why? Because the flesh loves misery. Our flesh always loves misery. We always love to be in sad situations because it inspires more sympathy and inspires more love and inspires more care and aware in a world where, like Jesus said, and because lawlessness will, will abound, the love of many will grow cold. 
And so we like to dive into the misery thinking that it's going to help us feel better and it's going to make people feel sorry for us. But after a while, that gets draining and people get tired of that. And so we got to find another way. But one of our biggest traps, children, y'all, that the devil lays out for us is using natural solutions to spiritual problems. That's like, for example, you have a piece of, of electric equipment and then you have the plug and it's a three pronged plug, but all you have are two pronged outlets. And we think that all we got, we, we always try to force the three pronged plug into the two prong outlet, knowing that it's not going to work, it's not going to fit, and it's not going to generate the power that we need to drive us out of our wildernesses. Or for another example, you know, if we stress with the spirit of loneliness, we might choose retail therapy as a solution. We might buy clothes. We might buy shoes, equipment, this, that, and the third. Or when we feel high strong, what do we do? We do yogas. We do Pilates. We go to the gym. We do acupuncture, med meditation, massages, and the like. And children, we don't realize that through these things, in God's eyes, it's idolatry. It's witchcraft. A lot of us are diving into things we don't even know where they originated from. You got to think, where did yoga come from? You got to ask yourself that. The devil's greatest trick is to thinking that a lot of these things that we like to do that, that don't even get us nowhere near the Lord are quote unquote harmless. And that's the thing people say. Oh, no, nah, it's harmless. You don't know what you're talking about. It's harmless. There's nothing wrong with it. This is my little pleasure in life. And then they get mad and then they get the spirit of pride and the spirit of religion because it's the only thing that they could control that they think is going to help them feel better when all it really is, is just indulging in a flesh and a fleshly activity has nothing to do with the spirit. And so children of y'all, we got to be careful of using natural solutions to spiritual problems. And you see, here's the thing. A lot of us, we don't trust God, but we trust the latte at 8 a.m. We trust the massage therapist, but we don't trust the soothing that the Lord gives our spirit or the Lord can give our spirit. Or rather, we don't trust God's promise, but we trust that the trip, the trip to Macy's or Bloomingdale's or whatever stores in your neighborhood will help us feel better. And children, yeah, I'll be transparent. For me, it was video games. You know, I couldn't cope with the spirit of loneliness and depression. So rather than pray, because I wasn't a believer in my adolescence, I would try to bury myself in the video games. Why? Because it was all I had or all I thought I had. Other times it was fast food. And then, uh, and from a scientific perspective, you know, I recently found out, you know, that 
there are chemicals that they put into the fast food, particularly one chemical that starts with a PH. I cannot pronounce it. I can't pronounce it for the life of me, but it starts with a pH, but they put into all the fast foods that we know and love to increase the addiction and the codependency on it, as well as increase the, uh, the ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone in your blood so that you're always hungry. It's not enough to get two Big Macs, two large fries and two apple pies and two McNuggets, McGriddles, whatever. They don't, these foods, they don't even fill you up. And right afterwards, you want more and more and more feeding the beast, quite literally. And you guys better believe that the devil controls the fast food industry. It's another it's another tool of his sorcery. He controls the fast food industry. He controls the medical industry, the medical industry. When you look at the word sorcery, the Greek translation is pharmakia. That's where you get your pharmacies from your pharmaceuticals. Big Pharma. And so we got to be mindful of that. For those of you using fast food as a way to make yourselves feel better, I'm going to encourage you to drop the habit. Drop the habit like it was poison ivy. Drop the habit like it was snake venom because it literally is. That stuff is killing you. It's killing you. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever follows me will never go hungry. The solution is to allow Jesus into your heart rather than the Big Mac poison, the Baconator, the Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. But these addictions, children of y'all, they do more to drive more of the demons into our lives to create the private idols, to create the private altars that we put before God. And the more we feed them, the worse it gets on the inside. And sometimes we can't even help it because ever since we're babies, we're constantly inundated with the ways of the world through TV, music and various media. We're literally taught how to live a life away from God since we're babies. We only know what we see. We don't know what we don't see. If we grew up with parents that weren't into the Lord, that's all we know. We know the ways of the world. And what does the world teach us? The world teaches us that it's okay to be fat. It's okay to have sex with anyone you please in abundance, in multiple partners. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to chase money and only money. It's okay to do the wrong thing every once in a while. It's okay to drink. It's okay not to pray. It's okay not to believe in anything bigger than yourselves, mainly God. You know, witchcraft is cool. The world teaches the world teaches you to watch Disney movies. The world teaches you to play demonic games that poison your mind. And what does the word of God say? Put no evil thing before your eyes. The world constantly thrusts what is truly evil to the Lord, but good to the devil. What does the book of Isaiah says? Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. 
And so, children of Yah, you know, that's just another part of the devil's sorcery because, see, here's the thing. He can't just inhibit, inhabit your soul without your permission. He can't make you choose. And that's why the devil hates us so much because we are created in the image and likeness of God. And so with that, there are certain priesthood privileges that God has sown into us that we're entitled to. What does Jeremiah 1 5 say? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And so the Lord forms each and every one of us as far as our priesthood and dominion is concerned before we were even born, before even mommy and daddy did the deed. You were already made. He, you were already created for a specific purpose. And so he can't, Satan cannot make you choose. The devil cannot make you choose because of your priesthood, because of the spiritual law that God has in place. He doesn't have that power. But until you justify it, only then it becomes a completely different story. You see, when you in, engage in the devil's sin, when you rebel against God, you give the devil legal access to your soul. Now he has your permission. Now he can wreak havoc. And that's when the destruction comes. And you'll begin to struggle with things that you've never struggled with before. Why? Because of one sinful act. Adam and Eve ate the fruit one time. And they were kicked out of the garden and they lost their priesthoods for one time. The kingdom, children of Yah, is very, very black and white. It doesn't allow much for mistakes. It's very, very black and white. And Hosea 4, 6, so you can't, you can't even say, before I get into that, you can't even say, God, I didn't know, because Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you reject knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And so we have to be diligent in knowing and learning the knowledge of God because through it is how we're going to defeat the stress. And children of y'all, the more you struggle with it, the more you struggle with that open part of your soul that belongs to the devil until you claim dominion over it and the blood of Jesus over it, the more you struggle with it, the more it begins to feel like, you know, the rabbit hole that you can never climb out of. And now you feel like your dominion and power under the Lord is completely gone. But here's the good news. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And so your calling children of Yah can never be taken away from you. Your gifts can never be taken away from you. They can never be stolen. The enemy wants you to believe that, oh, I messed up. You know, God is never going to have me again. The Bible says clearly the opposite. It can never be stolen from you. It is a lie of the devil. The idea of selling your soul, the devil wants you to think your soul is sold because he threatens you with death and persecution. 
whenever you work for the devil. All these celebrities that sell their souls to the devil, even Jay-Z at one point said, I wish I had chosen the way of death instead of the devil, because this is horrible. And that world, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, the boule, they can't get out of it. They cannot get out of it in the physical realm. They cannot get out of it, but they can get out of it in the spiritual realm by confessing Jesus Christ as their Lord and saviors and then repenting and then turning away from that lifestyle completely. Yes, you might pay the price with your life, but that's the first death. The book of Revelation says those who make it past the second death if you make it to the second death, the game is over. But if you only experience the first death, you're going to get the well done, my good and faithful servant, and you're going to be a part of the kingdom. But you got to get there. You got to get there. And so none of these things could ever be taken away from you. And your stress, children of Yah, is a very clever smokescreen thrown up by the enemy. And this is why we're always encouraged to look at the spiritual and not what's in front of us in the carnal world. You can't see things through carnal lenses. There's a there's there's so much more going on beyond you not be able to pay your rent. There's so much more going on beyond you trying to fix your car, you trying to get a better job, you trying to get your education you know, get your health right, get your finances right, try to advance in life. There's so much going on beyond that. So the question is, if we can't use worldly and natural techniques, yoga and all these different things for the spiritual stronghold of stress, the question is, how do we overcome it, Shaq? How? How? Because every time I indulge in some, something natural, it's still knocking on the door. It's still there. And it's not going away. And I don't feel no different than the day it entered my life. So how do I overcome it? Revelation 118. The Holy Spirit says through Jesus, I am he who lives and was dead. Actually, it's Jesus saying it. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Looking to Matthew 16, 17 through 19, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Revelation 3, 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write These things says he who is holy. He who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. Luke eleven fifty two. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves and those who were entering in you hindered. 
Why am I bringing all that to your attention, children? Y'all notice that we see this common theme of the keys, these keys. What are these keys? These keys being used in the kingdom. What exactly am I trying to say? The point, children, is that in order to defeat your stress, you have to get the keys in the spiritual realm that controls your stress. You have to get the keys to what is causing you bondage and torment and fear. How do you do that, Shaq? Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Children, that means in order to be well-equipped, you have to sacrifice the will of the flesh at the cross, the will of your flesh at the cross. Meaning whatever you want to do that goes against God's will and fulfills your own desires, you must give that up to pursue the will of the Lord. It's not an option. There's no other way. There's no other way. All these temporary things, they might help you feel bad after a while, but then the effect will start to wear off and you'll be in an even lesser place than when you started. One cup of coffee is good until you need another cup and another and another and another. And then each time you take the coffee, the dosage of what you need is lower. If it's not coffee, it's something else. In the scientific world, it's called reuptake. So for example, dopamine, the feel good uh, uh, chemical of the brain. You know, each time that chemical gets released into the brain, the way it's supposed to work is that that chemical is supposed to last throughout the whole day. But what happens is when we get dependent on Satan's drug, and that's how we get the dopamine, the feel good. When we get dependent on Satan's high, you know, the alcohol, the weed, the this, the that, and the third, that chemical is produced artificially, but it quickly wears out. So what do we do? We have, we have to get another fix. And each time we get a fix, the dosage is smaller and smaller and smaller. Now we have a whole addiction that is very difficult to shake. That's why it's hard for people to quit smoking. That's why it's hard for people to shake their nicotine addictions. And so we have to sacrifice that at the flesh. We have to sacrifice that, excuse me, at the root of it. You have to go in the spirit, slay it, lay it down at the cross and then turn away from it. And second, you have to plead the blood of Jesus over your stress and you have to ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you through the stress. And children of Yah, how you handle your stress through the spirit will determine how much the fear controls you. And there's no way you can handle it on your own. No way. I don't care how much you try. That beast, that demon, that impure spirit, that unclean spirit is not going anywhere. John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing, absolutely nothing, children of Yah, except be still and know that he is God. 
You know, we grow when we rest in the stillness of his presence. It's how our bodies are designed through the peace and knowledge of God in us. And I'm going to get scientific again. When the body is at rest, children of Yah, it releases a hormone called the growth hormone. And that hormone is responsible for repairing our bodies and also making our bodies physically stronger as well as mentally stronger through our sleep, our relaxation. A lot of athlete, athletes, they vigorously pursue the growth hormone by always trying to find ways to confuse and shock the body. They always try to pursue the growth hormone. Some of them, they pursue it through a means of getting it artificially, forcing your body to grow in an unnatural state, you know, through the form of steroids, performance enhancing drugs, PEDs. You know, there are some supplements out there like testosterone supplements for men and women take them as well to increase muscle growth. The more testosterone in your blood, the more growth uh, uh, you'll experience and also other things. But that growth hormone is how we grow. And in the spiritual, when we're at peace, when that stress is completely gone, we can grow. You know, in the fitness world, if you're always experiencing bad stress, you're going to hinder your muscle growth. You hinder it. And so you got to find a way in the spirit. You got to find whatever is causing you stress, the finances, the spirit of poverty, through your health, you know, the spirit of illness, excuse me. If it's you know, just getting ahead in life, the spirit of torment, the spirit of infirmity, spirit of depression, loneliness. You have to slay those giants in the spirit to get the keys so that that beast will never bother you again. And then you close that door shut where the devil can no longer enter because you have the keys. You have the keys to this door. It's like the keys to your house. No one but you can enter it as long as you as long as you have the keys. And so God literally designed us not to have to figure it out. We only need to worship him. Be still and know that he is God. Proverbs three verses five through seven says, trust the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. In closing, guys, don't try to do it on your own. Don't try to manage the stress on your own. Always be submitted in prayer. Always be submitted in fasting. The days when you don't want to be anywhere near the faith, I want to encourage you to see that as a test. That's a test that the Lord is allowing you to go through so that you can consciously make the right choice. Because if you can't kill your flesh on the days when it's the absolute worst, you'll never win the war. There might be certain things when you're in the spirit that you may not feel like doing when you're in the flesh that you may not feel like doing. 
Yeah, you might have went to church. You might have sang the worship songs, but maybe you didn't feel like praying when you went to sleep at night. Maybe you didn't feel like praying in the morning. Maybe you didn't feel like giving that homeless dude five bucks. But then there are days when you don't want to be bothered with God at all. You go to church with a with a. Uh, uh, with an attitude. You go to church. You know, looking angry, don't talk to me, don't do nothing. I don't want to have nothing to do with nothing. I'm just here because I have to. Those are the days, children and yard, that you have to push through. Those are the days that you have to kill the stress, kill your flesh at the root. God watches. He sees everything. He knows your heart. And waiting until... That day passes is the wrong move. God didn't call us to be pacifiers. He called us to sacrifice and serve him, serve his kingdom. And like the word of God says, like Jesus says, take up your cross daily and daily. The gospel is not contingent on how we feel. This ain't feel good gospel. This is praise Jesus, no matter how you feel gospel. This is sacrifice for the Lord gospel. This is plead the blood of Jesus over the thing. You have absolutely no desire to plead the blood of Jesus over gospel. This is sacrificing what you want for what he wants gospel. This ain't feel good gospel. This ain't be good, be comfortable gospel. That peace is only going to come only after you've sacrificed children. And that's it. That's all we need. That's all we need. So always make sure you take up your crosses daily. Whatever it is you stress, you plead the blood of Jesus over it. You give it to God and then you ask God, how can I serve you today? I await your orders. There have been many times when I've had to sacrifice what I needed in that particular moment to serve the Lord because I trust that the Lord is going to provide for me and I don't need to worry about it. And I have my moments when occasionally, you know, when the clock is ticking on a bill I need to pay or if I have a deadline for something. You know, I I occasionally worry about it, but then I always remember to be still. I always check in. The Lord's will comes first. The Lord's will comes first. So always put the will of the Lord first in your lives and watch what happens to the stress. But guys, that's all I have for today. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus name, go grow in Jesus name. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of you. If you want to reach out to me with questions, comments or concerns, you can email me at yahweerise.com. You can Hit me on Facebook. My name is Shaquan Woody or Yahweh Rice Podcast. I'm also on Instagram. I love you all. Go so in Jesus' name. Go go in Jesus' name. And God bless you all. Have a good evening. Thank you.